Hey ladies, today we're going to be talking about perspectives and expectations. I've been wanting to do an episode on this for quite some time and I've led into it on other episodes. So today's the day. And when you understand that there's a great difference between perspectives and expectations and that when you understand NBS, your perspective and expectation on things can absolutely destroy your communication. So the quicker that you are to remove yourself of your BS, your before for submission ways and walk as a godly wife, perspectives and expectations fall into place much more easily. Listen in and I pray that this episode blesses you. ladies. I'm Carrie, a child of God, a wife, and empty nester of 28 years to my rugged mister. We have two handsome and tall tattooed sons, two beautiful daughter-in-laws, and a fantastic grandson. Our marriage almost fell apart about five years ago due to my BS. That's before submission ways. I prayed loudly for God to change him, but I was the one that needed changing. I was mentored and our marriage is now solid, restored, and incredible. It's now my passion to help women not stay in their own BS and understand living life as a godly, submissive wife is amazing. I'll be doing a lot of reading today from Faithfully Submissive. That's the second wives workbook that I wrote and published Uh, really tuning in a little bit more into how we can change once we get rid of our BS uh, and to become better communicators, to become better godly wives, to be better helpers for our husband. So this book is available on Amazon. Again, it's called Faithfully Submissive, and this is from Chapter 6. So go ahead and uh, get that put that in your cart today, pick up Faithfully Submissive, and then that way you can learn more about the key points of perspectives and expectations. Perspectives and expectations. There's a big difference. Perspectives and expectations are a big contributor in marital and relational disagreements, especially when communication isn't good between the two of you. Childhood environment and nurturing, where you grew up, individual beliefs, and your current emotional state all interact with perspectives and expectations. It's a lot to consider when entering into conversation or relationship with your husband. Here's a little story for you with perspectives. We've moved twice to new states, once to Arizona and the second time we moved here to Tennessee. It's incredible when you move to a different location, the difference in phrases and common words. Now in both states, we spoke English, our only known language, yet terms were different in both. And our accent is especially a difference from New York to the South. It gave me a good understanding on perspective. When we moved to Arizona, Mr. bought me a little Miata. I had always dreamed of owning one and especially living then in a sunny state where the weather's so beautiful, you know, almost like 360 days a year that I thought a fun little convertible would be great. So he found me one and the day that I went to the Department of Motor Vehicle to um, get the tags and license for the, the car, what an experience I had with that. I walked up to the counter at the DMV and I said to the lady there, I need to put my car on the road. Y'all, she looked at me like I had two heads. 
And I said it again, I need the paperwork to put a car on the road. And her head kind of tilted for a moment. And I realized she has no idea what I'm talking about right now. And her head tilt made me think, surely she's thinking right now, well, where else are you going to put a car? (laughs) After further discussion, we both realized what I was asking for was I needed registration and car tags. But that was my first um or that's an example anyways of what a perspective can look like in the north we put cars on the road it's what we've always done when we go to the dmv it's just a phrase a common phrase there well in arizona they don't you go and you get registration and tags for your vehicle so it's it's so funny how a common thought a common idea is just spoken out in different light in, in different places different locations Moving to Tennessee really opened my eyes to my accent as I would ask for something at the grocery store and the first response was, you're not from around here, are you? (laughs) As we've gained friends, we've learned to weave our way around conversations because word pronunciation and expressions are so different between the North and the South. And the pronunciation I'm pretty familiar with, my dad's side of the family uh, was from West Virginia. So when we would travel on vacation and go visit them, I mean, it would take me three days, literally, y'all, to figure out what was being said, just because the, the slang was different between all of us. And so since moving here to Tennessee, there's different phrases also. For instance, when we first moved here, my husband was working and something was said by a coworker about him being covered up with side work. We had no idea what covered up with side work meant. And then after a while, we figured out it meant he had a lot of it. Like he was very, very busy with side work. So there's just those little phrases along the way. Um, There's uh, something's gone to ruin. So ruin is like it's gone to waste. It's gone bad, that kind of thing. And I'm telling you, though, we've been here over three years. And you start to pick up on those phrases because as you're immersed into a um, not really a culture, but an area, you pick up on it and you start becoming very familiar with it. So my former perspective on different things, it seems to change depending on the location. And I love that realization when it comes to perspectives. Perspectives mean to have the same outcome, but come from two different viewpoints. Let me say that again. Perspectives mean to have the same outcome, but they come from two different viewpoints. And it's key in considering your husband's perspective and contemplating it when an argument, disagreement, or even his opinion presents itself. It's a perfect reason to follow the familiar scripture. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear which means be a careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words, and slow to anger, be patient, reflective, forgiving. And that's James one nineteen. So I like to put out the words quick, slow, slow, quick, slow, slow. Be thinking that as you're listening to your husband's perspective, but you don't necessarily agree with him in that moment. Quick, slow, slow. See, when we listen with thought and are careful to what we say and we're patient with them, with time it develops us into giving value to our husband's perspective first. 
when this value, care, and forgiveness becomes a pattern, respect for our husband becomes more obvious to them. Husbands then begin to trust the wife, and instead of each of you feeling their point of view is only valid, you will become open to listening to one another's opinions and ideas. It's no longer a my perspective is better than yours mentality. Rather, it becomes a let's figure this out together, determining all possible roadblocks and come up with a mutual agreement approach. Oh, and I promise you too, sisters, you practice listening to his perspective and he begins to trust you more, knowing that you're listening to him. Projects or events all will be done quicker and you'll have more fun doing them. I've even found that my husband's ideas have saved us money and time. See, God made our men capable, smart, and imaginative. God put Adam in the garden, and then he brought the animals to him one by one, and he said, name them. That takes someone with a lot of imagination and a lot of capabilities and a lot of understanding that God trusts him. When we give our husbands a chance to share their perspective, it builds them up and can enhance the thing that could have brought on a disagreement. Here's another personal testimony for you. We were in the middle of renovating our laundry room and we needed more drywall. Mr. was measuring it up and he figured we needed about eight more pieces. Now, I was really surprised at this and I commented, wow, I wouldn't think it would take that many more pieces. See, my perspective was the room wasn't very large and I would think maybe four pieces would be enough. Now, you know, when I said that, though, Mr. took offense to my words. Calmly, he said to me, do you know what irked me when you said that because I feel you didn't trust my judgment? That, sister, is the difference of marital communication when BS is gone. In BS, he may have still heard it that way but gotten angry, which would have made me snap right back at him all over drywall. My perspective, based on knowing nothing about construction measurements, it was misconstrued to him that I doubted him. This mis misinterpretation gave him a perspective that I questioned his abilities, which was not at all my intention to when I made that remark. See, the win for us was Mr. trusts me now that I respect what he does. He spoke in peace to me about what he had, air quote, heard, and I apologize that my rudimentary math would think an entire room could be done with four sheets of sheetrock, which is impossible. He admitted he was probably tired of the project and reacted poorly too. Done. Just like that. The perspective disagreement was over. CBS before submission, I would have taken it far longer and we would have made no progress. But when BS is removed, it opens the door for honest communication about each other's perspective. Never having to say the other was wrong, but to acknowledge their feelings and viewpoint. It doesn't have to be a battle, but simply a couple building conversation. And when we think back to the scripture and the quick slow, slow, we can be quick to listen to our husbands and slowly 
and carefully think about what they're saying and then be slow and patient with them as we think about what their perspective is on a situation. All right, so that's a briefing of perspectives. Now let's look at expectations. Expectations are best resolved when communication is clear from the onset. If we have unfulfilled or unrealistic expectations, it's a course for disaster. Expectations become distorted when both of your perspectives set a bar for the conclusion, yet neither of you are explaining what your intended outcome looks like. We can also have expectations on our husbands that only Jesus can fulfill. Because God is omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent, only He can do it all, if it's in His will. Our irritation can come when we mistakenly think that our husbands are all-knowing, everywhere, and most powerful. We have to remember that they are human too, and we can't idolize them nor hang that burden over them. Mr. and I have learned to navigate our expectations because BS, I would always be the one planning. Remember, control was an issue for me, and I didn't give him all the full details. And then when he didn't do things as I thought they should be done, we always got into an argument. Often, he would say to me, Carrie, I can't read your mind. I don't know what you want unless you tell me from the start. See, he was telling me, I need to know your expectations for this project or event before it starts. Then I can contribute and be successful. Remember, expectations are future-based. They start with our own personal beliefs, which are perspectives, and can turn into a stronghold if we aren't careful to communicate our fears in a gentle and quiet spirit. As I mentioned in the perspectives uh, testimony with the, the drywall, Mr. and I have a love for home renovation, and we're approaching three decades of marriage now. We have lived in six different houses during that time, two of which have been entire gut jobs, but only one of the houses has my BS been removed. Yeah, <laughs> we have had a lot of arguments because in my BS, I lacked communicating perspective and expectations. So if your husband's like mine, and if he's a dreamer, a designer, a planner, and if he's presenting a new thing to you, Remember the best five words that you can say to him are, how can I help you? And I talk more about that in chapter seven of Faithfully Submissive. Say that to your husband, how can I help you? And then wait for his answer and listen with enthusiasm to his plan. Be present and be excited because he includes you and you're his rib. And remember that he is smart and capable, as we talked about back in Genesis 2.19. So that's your quick, slow, slow. Be quick to say to him, how can I help you? Be slow as you wait for his answer and be slow as you listen to him discuss his plan for the event or the project. In listening to his perspective, remember you still have a voice. So if you see any potential problems, watch your tone. It's always about tone and attitude, but watch it and ask him instead something like, now walk me through this step. Could this happen at this point? Or something like, 
If we get here and money's tight, what do we do? I say watch your tone because we want to be unified in this project and we don't want to be pushing our own perspective as the right perspective. In your perspective of a possible concern, use gentle and kind words that won't emasculate or trigger him to lash back or withdraw from conversation. Your goal is to see his expectations of the project and help you understand them. Let's talk about three different examples of words that you could say that could shut down his ideas. And then I'm going to give you a different kind of phrase to say instead, which is a way of removing your BS, but getting your point across still, but still showing him that you love and trust him. So the first one is if we said, this won't work. Now, again, listen to the tone and the impact of your words on that. Instead, if you were to change your tone and say to him, explain to me again this part, I'm just not understanding it. That shows him that you're, you're not emasculating him, you're not taking away his capabilities, his intelligence, but you just don't understand that part of a process. Another before submission phrase would sound like, we don't have the money to be doing that right now. Now, what if we removed those before submission words and we changed it to, can we look at our budget for a plan for when we can make this happen? That makes him feel inclusive. That prevents future problems because you want to start with a perspective of you knowing where the money's at, bringing it to light to him so that you can have a future expectation on the project which which MBS, you'll feel like I need to control the money. I need to figure out where all this, this is going. We don't have the money to be doing this. But when you're inclusive in it, when you bring him into the process with kind and gentle words, the future expectation will be favorable. Another BS phrase is if he wants to put something on the calendar and you, you know, spark out at him, how do you think this is ever going to fit into our life? Now, what if you rephrased those before submission words and you said, what time frame do you want to start this? We have a few events coming up on the calendar and I want to create uninterrupted time for you. Can you see the difference in the before submission tone and wording versus a wife that understands what it means to have a gentle and quiet spirit and to be godly, to be his helper, to come alongside of him so that your perspective meets his perspective and that expectations are in common also. The three examples were the same question, but they're just worded differently and it shows him support while you're able to voice your concerns still. Both of you come into a marriage with expectations of how you would live. Your perspectives formed from your young developmental years, life experiences before each other, and even trauma. Using gentle words, listening to him, and being intentional with leaving room for him to talk, and understanding your marriage is a team approach to all things, this will produce a new communication. Strife is replaced with harmony. Rivalry is swapped to cooperation and misunderstandings change to agreements. 
expectations and perspectives are self-based and set on self-rules, often to which are unknown to our husbands. I challenge you, sister. Bring your husband into your childhood. Talk to him about past experiences and culture. Explain to him why you think certain things. It may help him to understand these unknown thoughts of yours. He may be unaware of why you feel the way you do on a specific topic. It wasn't too long ago on this podcast that I openly testified that I was sexually molested as a child. And it took me 28 years to be able to say those words to my husband. It was just recently that I finally shared that to him. And can I tell you that when I shared that to to him, he said, this makes so much sense to so many things that I know about you. See, I had never brought him into that trauma, that part of my childhood that scarred me forever. And instead, my perspectives have always been warped because of the pain of that past. But now that he knows it, now that he can understand it, he can see more clearly why I feel the way I do about certain things. Sister, I want to encourage you to learn to open your perspective and see his point of view. Talk to him about those expectations and have check-ins regularly to see if you both are still on the same page. Now, the check-ins don't have to be formal meetings. A simple two-minute chat is sufficient. It's all about showing your husband that you are united. And your marriage covenant goes into everyday life things, too. And you love and honor him in it all. When you go through the chapters of That's BS and Faithfully Submissive, at the end of every chapter, I have um, just open questions for conversation. It's the same with this, this chapter of perspectives and expectations. Now, the difference is the other chapters, every other chapter, it's just for the wife of a self-reflection and a self-examination on herself. This chapter, however, is the only chapter that I invite you to walk through these, um, this activity with your husband. This activity will walk you through five areas in marriage that individual perspectives can lead to expectations of which your husband isn't even aware and vice versa. So each topic is broken down to life experience, culture, personal values, and the person's current mental status to guide you to a more thorough knowledge of why you react the way you do for your husband to understand and vice versa in that. And it's a really good idea to revisit this list every few years or in different seasons of life because it can change within your marriage. And the five areas that I have listed out are housework, money, holiday and gift buying, sex and intimacy, and parenting. So take, for instance, housework. It all needs to be done. Everything is on a continual, continual with housework. There's always laundry. There's always dishes. There's always vacuuming that needs to be done. Yet your childhood experiences could have brought you into a marriage that you expected the same of your spouse. So say example for the wife, you saw your dad always vacuuming the house. You didn't know as a kid that your dad did that because he just enjoyed vacuuming the floors. That it wasn't that your mom was making him or that that he thought it was a chore that he had to do. 
that you just weren't even aware that he just liked to vacuum. So then you enter into your marriage with that same perspective, that same expectation. Well, my husband should be vacuuming the floors all the time, but he won't understand that expectation because you never shared your perspective to him of why you see it as the husband's role for the vacuuming to be done. It's all about communication and just talking through it. And I'll give you another quick example. It's a personal one. For holidays and gift buying, Mr. and I grew up in entirely different homes regarding gift giving. His family, the Christmas tree, had presents under it and it filled the entire living room. Now, my childhood home had presents, but it was in a modest number. Yet, I remember the most fun to be the large family gatherings with my relatives. Now, when we got married, we brought these different perspectives into our marriage. And our first Christmas was a wide wake-up call to each other's perspective on the holiday and what we expected to buy for our families. We had so many arguments about it our first few years of marriage, and I would have loved back then to have had someone say to me, Carrie, it's a different difference of perspectives and expectations. So here I am today, sister, and I'm telling you, let me let me walk through this with you. There is a difference between perspective and expectations in these five areas. And you know, this exercise, it can continue with so many other topics. How about faith or working outside of the home or what it looks like to you to relax? See, it's so important to communicate your past, your learned experiences, and your hopes. It's important to communicate those to one another. And these these activities, it's great for a road trip. It's great road trip conversations. And definitely repeat them as your life changes. So if you have an addition of a child, a death in the family, a big move coming up, a job promotion, stop and look at these different five areas or maybe ones that I didn't even mention in here and explain to your husband, this is my perspective on it. This is what I'm expecting the end goal to look like. What does it look like for you? What are you perceiving? Communicating our perspective and personal expectations keeps the understanding open and shuts out potential strife. When we learn the reasoning to our own thinking and our husband's thinking, it will help us with identifying potential BS words and respond instead with love, mercy, and grace. Thank you for listening to the Love, Honor, Obey podcast. I'm Carrie, and I am grateful for your time today. I pray this message has inspired you to edify your marriage. Please tell a friend about this LHO ministry. Share, subscribe to this podcast, and follow along on social media. Together, we can honor God's word by removing the BS on wives and showing others there is freedom in living as a godly wife.